We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ravens. Ravens went for it on fourth and one to close out the game. And that and was Lamar the right call. There. That is the defining win of Lamar's career so far. That is the number one biggest win that he has had, even bigger than the playoff game. That monkey off his back last year because that was a big one to get Kansas City and outscore them in a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that that jump pass that he threw to Hollywood. That was a sick highlight. He juked out like half their team on a run up the middle to put him in field goal range. He started off the game so bad and then he came back from behind, which was another narrative Against, that he can't yeah, that he can't yeah. do that. He came back and did all of those things. This is the biggest win of Lamar's career even bigger than the playoff And it's one. so sweet because the narratives about Lamar, they'll never go away. Every time he squashes one, a new one will pop up uh, mm-hmm. just because that's the type of, you know, people hate mobile quarterbacks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. My name is Bladen Kirk, and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash, my two favorite co-hosts of all time. How are you guys today? Awesome. I know, I know Matt's awesome. His team's 2-0. I'm 2-0 right now. I'm a little tired. Um, I'm definitely hurting that we record the podcast at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Theo's not hurting. This is yeah, it's 7.30 for Theo. I'm powering through. I'm being a soldier. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. You're such a brave I'm a, boy. I'm such a brave young boy. Staying up that's, at 10.30. It's 10.30. <laughs> it's far Very past late. It's, it's past Matt's bedtime. 10.30. He's usually in bed at 8. <laughs> Matt's usually it long asleep by now make sure if you haven't already you're following at stay hot pod on tiktok for some great content there and i just like last episode i am usually very general when i ask you guys to review rate comment subscribe etc i want you to go to apple podcast if you don't have it download it if you can't download it get an iphone i don't care um and I want you guys to go review us and rate us on Apple, preferably five stars. We will be doing a giveaway once we get charted on Apple Podcasts. And we're not sure what we're going to give away yet. It might be a lock of Matt's hair. Uh, we might do a meet and greet with Theo. You might get to, uh, you know, I don't know, sub in on my flag football Some, team. Something horribly invasive, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Whether it be yeah. hair or just meeting my You get address. to go to class with Theo. Something yeah. invasive, but like worthless too. <laughs> what are we getting into today? Yeah. So 
you know, we have a couple, we have a couple of things to get into, you know, we want to get into our favorite games and in that we will also probably touch on something that we've been doing kind of Theo's IDR stay hot locks where each week we pick a certain number of games that we consider guarantees. And, uh, I'm kind of on the hot seat right now with mine right now, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. And then we're also going to talk about, I think, the Burrow and Wilson debacle. Uh, I think Theo is going to take somewhat of a victory lap, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little premature. It's only been two weeks, but, you know, I would do the same thing. So I can't I can't complain. And then I think at the very end, we want to talk about things we might want to reassess, whether that be teams or players. Um, people probably want me to reassess Mac Jones. <clears throat> whether or not I do that, I guess you'll have to wait and see. And then Matt, I think you also wanted to touch on 2K. <laughs> no, I want to talk about college football. You want to talk about college football, not 2K? No. Okay. Well, we yeah, talked yeah. about Matt maybe wanted to talk about 2K, but Theo and I don't have 2K, I so there wouldn't be about 2K. there wouldn't be a lot. Like four games of it. Matt's I'm the only 2K. one who has it. That's not an interesting Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be a very fun conversation. Hey, but you know, you said 2K was good. You said 2K was good. It is. It is good. All right. I'll take your word for it. Um, Yeah, today was filled with a ton of exciting games, and we're going to get into those in a little bit. But first, we, of course, have our voicemail of the day, even though it's not a daily thing. It's uh, kind of bi-weekly thing or... Play the, play the message. Play the message. Oh my god! Man, last time, such a bureaucrat. I did this last time. I did this last time. Play the message, please. Hey, play the message. The stay hotline is brought to you by Mint Mobile. We can't forget that the stay hotline is brought to you by Mint Mobile. The yes, best. play the message. <laughs> okay, play the message. Whatever. Uh, my name is Seth. I'm from Wisconsin, and I was just wondering. What are the odds of Taylor Heineke winning MVP? Low. Did he ask something about Taylor Heineke, Heineke Taylor winning, Heineke winning MVP? Zero percent. I feel comfortable <laughs> that he will not outperform Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. I, or... I won't say zero percent, <laughs> but <laughs> the odds are low, but never zero. They're closer to zero than one. He, to win MVP, <laughs> he would have to literally outplay Patrick Mahomes. You would have to outplay probably Tom Brady, which are probably the two leaders in the clubhouse right now. I would say um, there's a lot of elite quarterbacks. He would have to have clearly the best season of any quarterback yeah. in football. And I think the odds of that happening are pretty long. I, I don't say. think he would have to have the best season of any quarterback. I think he would have to be good, like a, a very obvious, capable, top 10 caliber quarterback. And I think the Washington football team would have to probably be the one or two seed. I think those are the two things that would have to happen. What are we talking about? <laughs> Matt, do you agree? <laughs> would you put it at 0%? I'd put it about as close to zero as I can. Um, but I do think Heineke has legitimately looked good. He I don't has. want to just be ne- like, he, he's legitimately looked pretty good. And I definitely was in the camp that maybe people were overhyping him a little bit because that's what people tend to do. Uh, and it's still only been not all that many snaps for him. But he has looked pretty solid. He's looked very respectable for them. Yeah, he's looked, he's looked like a guy who, while Fitzpatrick can be out, um, can lead, obviously, Washington to some wins. He almost, you know, he played very well against the Bucks last year, beat the Giants this week. Um, they shouldn't be down and out by any means with Heineke mm-hmm. piloting the ship, but winning MVP is... A little bit of a different story, and uh, I don't know if I if I foresee that in this future. I would future. not. I would not bet on it for sure. Wouldn't wouldn't would not put it in one of your parlays. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but that was the stay hotline presented by our friends at Mint Mobile, and uh, we've all made the switch to Mint Mobile, and we're big fans here. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just fifteen dollars a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text along with high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number, along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get that plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash stay hot. That's mintmobile.com slash stay hot. Again, cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash stay hot. So let's hop into our NFL week two recap. So taking a look at, uh, I think there's a couple of games that we really liked. Now I could 
Just well, saying. Yeah, why don't we just go ahead and get it out of the way? Bladen, what do you think about the Browns? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was it. nervous. I was nervous for a little bit. That second quarter was a little bit scary. The, uh, the Browns linebackers are... I mean, there were a lot of injuries all day. Yeah. Like, especially at the quarterback position. There were just a lot of guys going down. It was ridiculous. That was across the board. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was really nervous. You know, Jarvis is obvious, you know, obviously went down. The O-line wasn't looking particularly great. We couldn't run the ball early. Um, on, on, you know, on the other side, the Texans were able to run the ball very well. Uh, we couldn't get any pressure. Miles Garrett was pretty much irrelevant for the entire game. It, it was just a very nerve wracking game up until about the fourth quarter. Then the run game really started to get going. I don't get it. I don't get why the Texans are actually not that bad. I think I don't want to overreact. They have a creative offense, I think. um, And Tyrod can mimic Lamar a little bit. Um, And the Ravens, like David Cully is a guy who comes from the Ravens, right? Um, The Ravens are a team that has consistently given the Browns trouble over the past couple of weeks and or couple of years. And I think that Tyrod is good enough that he obviously he's not Lamar Jackson, but he can play Lamar Jackson. Um, to some extent, and he's played well over the last two weeks. Um, I I predicted before the game that the Texans might keep it a little bit too close with the Browns, considering the talent gaps, just because you know, kind of a revenge game for Tyrod going back into Cleveland. Uh, David Culley is a guy who you know has had a lot of games and reps against Cleveland, um, and they did cover the spread, so it won me some money there. I, I don't think that uh, that Houston is going to consistently look this good though i don't know maybe especially if if mills is there the whole time i don't know if mills is it either yeah i i don't know one thing i do know for sure is this is why the nfl will always be better than college football the the even if the talent gap is big between a team like the browns and the texans it's not it's not like alabama's playing i don't even some fcs team and they're just like, the talent gap is so off the charts. I mean, Alabama almost lost like yesterday. Yeah. So They played Florida. Yeah. They played a good team. I know they did. And you but watched like, that game. This is, no, this is, I, I, I need to talk about this. Least favorite argument against college football is, oh, well, there's so many bad games. Don't watch there it. There are a ton of bad you know, games. Top 10 team plays FCS school. Don't watch that game. There's a hundred games. That doesn't on, happen on in Saturday. the NFL, though. That's my point. That does not happen. Who cares? In the NFL. You can. How many games can you watch at once? There were a it's lot of eight. good. There were a lot of good college football games, and I've watched more college football this season than I ever yeah, have. It's just, and I'm, it's a check ESPN. It's like see which I, you, ones you are the scroll, good ones. There's like that. seven <laughs> channels playing college football, and then I see the two with the crazy numbers next to the names, uh, the one through twenty-five. And when I find a when I find a game with the two crazy numbers next, to it, I just watch that game. And it's usually a pretty decent game. Uh, but yes, I do think the NFL is a better product just because there's less miscues um, and the football is a little bit cleaner. But I, I do understand where the college truthers are coming from because it's like you watch the Penn State whiteouts and you know you watch the pageantry yep. that comes from college football. And the football. NFL does not have that at the all. The NFL does not have the pageantry that college football does. And I like the NFL better, but this season I, I have come around to thinking the college people aren't crazy for thinking so. Okay. Well, what game did you like this me? weekend? Yeah, like what, what uh, NFL game would you pick as your favorite from this? Uh, week? Which I would probably say the the Cardinals versus Vikings game was pretty nuts. Yeah. That was pretty hype, hype yeah. um, back and forth the whole game. Kyler was playing football, maybe not in the most effective way. He threw a pick six and threw another dumb interception, but playing quarterback in the most entertaining way one could possibly do, airing <laughs> it out all over the field, running can I, around. Can I talk about my experience? For that game? Yeah, go for it. So I was driving back from Columbus. It's a two-hour drive. This and, guy drove uh, two hours to get a haircut, by the way. I've had the same barber since I was On three years old. On football Sunday. I've, I've had the same barber since I was three years old. Don't The people me. at home can make their judgments. I'm just pointing <laughs> that out. schedule it another day. Listen, okay. So driving back from Columbus, two-hour drive, mm-hmm. right? And... I'm like, okay, I can't watch the game. So I have the ESPN like game cast and I'm watching the play by play. While you're driving? Gets, 
Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, to be fair, I'm on the freeway for like 90 miles. Like to a straight fair, shot. I kids listen. Bladen is a horrible example. <laughs> you just put it on cruise control. Yeah. No, literally. I go, I go in the him. left lane. I go in the left lane. I'm going 85 cruise control. And I'll just like glance over at the play by play. There's not a, there's like a car, maybe a hundred feet in front of me and a car, like a hundred feet behind me. <laughs> you shouldn't me. do that. Like I'm, you shouldn't do that at all. <laughs> no, God, no. Oh my God. <laughs> no, are you like, you're listening to this. No, are you that concerned about your lock sitting? Cause like you got it, dude. <laughs> I don't, don't want to, I don't want to play, but that's a good deal. Oh my God. Well, all okay. Right. Okay. The important part is I'm getting close to Oxford and the game's like winding up, right? Getting really intense. I might, I'm really <laughs> and, paying and, attention to the to really, the game really pass. intense fashion. Well, I'm seeing that the Vikings are marching down. They're down 33, 34, and they're marching. They're in the red zone. And I'm like, they're just going to kick a field goal and win it. And then it just says game ends. That's Layton it. was contemplating driving his car right off the road when that was happening. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I, I had no idea if they just like, forgot to call a timeout or if they missed the field because it didn't say they missed a the field goal it just said game over that's it that's all i saw so then i joined matt's green room and i had to like ask what happened dude that was that was literally just you admitting you just frequently are a distracted driver okay <laughs> no but I yes did, it was I, an inti- I pulled i pulled over to join the green room okay all right but what was, it was an inti- it was, was an the, like, the moral of this story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we should be talking it, about it, the well, game. There wasn't a moral. It Let was me just, talk I was about expl- I was describing my experience of this game. <laughs> is he not drive with Bladen? <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> anyway, Cousins was lights out in this game, and they wasted a like a, a generational Cousins game. He was scrambling prime around. Kirk Cousins is getting he was wasted. Prime Kirk, he was prime Kirk Cousins is getting wasted. But the Vikings, we're talking about things we want to reassess. I'm going to talk about the Vikings because they're 0-2 with Seattle and Cleveland on deck, not good, not good at all. And I'm wondering if Zimmer, if they were to go 0-4, Zimmer was a guy who was on the hot seat last year. I wonder if he would survive 0-4. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I think yeah, so. I okay. All right. Maybe. Oh, five, I don't know. Then I, it's really <laughs> nice. That's one of those things where you're just, you're just guessing what – the front office and the owner thinks and whatnot. And I hate to guess on that, but I, my, I would think that they wouldn't blow Vikings up fans would be calling for it. That's for sure. There'd yeah. be a lot of pressure on I'll him getting, getting him out of there, but that's one thing you know, I want to reassess. You know who really has a ton of pressure? Who? Zach Taylor. Yes. Yes. That dude is ridiculously on the hot seat, especially after what he said after the Bengals lost today. Saying that the Bengals needed to uh, force more turnovers on defense, even okay. though okay, Joe Joe Burrow threw three picks. Yeah, on I mean three straight plays. I don't know if the Bengals have really had a ton of turnovers on defense in their history, so I can I mean I can see it. He's not going to throw Burrow under the bus, but I do want to talk a little bit about Burrow, and I want to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson because those are probably the two guys that I've been hardest on of anyone. I have take YouTube your victory down. lap. Yeah. I, I have, I, I'm not going to take a victory lap, but here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I have two videos, long videos on both of them, where I say that I don't think they're all they were cracked up to be. And in my opinion, and people, and again, they had two rough games today. I uploaded a video on TikTok of me just like looking at the camera and it like panning in on me slowly with like their stat lines above me. And it's probably got 200,000 views, which is just how big my brand as a bro and Zach Wilson hater is. All right. It is. You know why it your is. brand's that big? Why? I counted today. <laughs> How many How many tweets, tweets did I send out about Zach or Wilson and tweets <laughs> Do you think you had without looking at it? Well, they had Did let's you see, count I'm by gonna hand say, that? I'm going to say I probably had in between <laughs> 13 and 18. I and 18. Okay, 18. And that's, but that's because of the pushback that I get on it. And here's what, here's why I'm so adamant about proving that I'm right on this <laughs> okay, is because of the amount of pushback. <laughs> and here's the thing. When a quarterback is drafted in the first round, they are usually bad. It, it is, it is a fact that the average first round pick quarterback, doesn't matter if it's number one overall, two overall, three, four, five, 
they're usually disappointing. So it is usually it is a hot take to say they will be good. I think it should be a hot take to be like Burrow or Wilson or Lawrence or whoever it is, is going to live up to their potential. When I say they're going to be underwhelming, I'm not even the one with the crazy, like that's not even the crazy take that is statistically in my favor. And yet still people act like I'm a, like I'm a raving psychopath to say it when, you know, Burrow's arm strength is, I'm not even going to get into it. And Zach Wilson has such a bad track record against good teams. And it's like, so again, like I've got Bengals, like people adding me up like a billion times when Joe Burrow hits a single throw, Zach Wilson, people, when he has a good game against the Packers fifth strings and it's frustrating. It's like, okay, I, no. And then like, you should see my TikTok comment section when Burrow hit that touchdown to chase last week compared to when Joe Burrow or when Zach Wilson threw four picks today, no one gives me, no one is going to toot my horn except for me. No one is going to take my victory lap for me. No one is going to be like, wow, Theo, what a good take you had. But when it's bad, everyone piles on. So when I'm right about these things, I'm going to take the victory lap, even if it's just for a game, because I'm trying to get people to see that I'm right. <laughs> and that's, that's my objective. And if I'm wrong, it's going to suck. But I'm, I'm confident that I'm not wrong on these. I watched... Um... I didn't have every game on, but I did watch Wilson. Mm-hmm. Rough. Rough. And <laughs> not even under, especially the last two picks, not yes. even forced pressure errors. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, the, the Patriots defense always does this. The Patriots defense can't force you to make throws like that from a clean pocket. I mean, well, I, I get that. That's, they're what the, that's what seeing ghosts is, man. But they were they were throwing. He, he was just throwing in the middle of nowhere. McCourty caught that one like a punt. Yeah. It, it was just super. super there was weird. a comeback. It was worse than the Sam Darnold seeing ghost game. I mean, there was a comeback route. The third pick he threw. The second one was not his fault. The second one went through Corey Davis's hands. Um, yeah, I made he a video. That. Yeah, yeah, he gets a pass yeah, for that. That one, that one yeah. I'll admit. All the I, other I ones were and the last two were especially egregious. Like the the comeback route. I can't remember who was running it. But he threw it late. He threw it slow. I mean, it w- there's just no, it's not even like the defense was doing anything fancy or like, oh, Belichick schemed up another. It's just like you, you shouldn't throw that, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what he was doing. And you got a guy coming from, you know, a one season, kind of a one season wonder at BYU when they didn't play the Pac-12. I was surprised he looked as good as he did last week and he didn't even look that good. This is the Zach Wilson that I expected to see coming into the NFL. Just a guy who has just never been able to produce good numbers against a good team. And now all of a sudden he's playing Bill Belichick. I think everyone should have seen this coming. You know, it's funny, Matt. You said uh, in the last episode, you didn't think it would be as bad as the seeing ghost game. You're right. That's true. It was, it was worse. worse. <laughs> um, Layton, no, no, here's the thing. No, you're right. No, 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 no. See, if you wanted to, no, 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 no. I'm touchdown, off, I'm not listening to touchdown Ravens, they take the lead. <laughs> Breaking Wait, news. Four minutes, minutes left. Tomorrow. Four minutes left. <laughs> Look, Bladen, if you want to take your victory lap about having a good call week, go for it. But this is coming from the guy who went 0-3 last week <laughs> and had the Saints un- uh, winless take. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm take was the Saints would go 0 and 16. And I commented this on your Twitter. They can still go 0 and 16. No, they can't. Because they they have a win. They They start straight 16 and they finish 0 and 16. If they if they finish 0 and 16, I that's a win. But they, so you they think? Won't. So you think they'll no, still they, do it? They won't. I, I'm uh, I'm fairly yeah. confident they won't. They had eight like, coaches book, out with COVID today. They had a rookie quarterback calling substitutions. I am very confident that um, today was kind of a fluke. Yes. Okay. Ravens are going for the two point conversion here. Lamar <laughs> rolls out to his right. There's Hopefully no one open. He's going to have to create, and it's incomplete. They're only Let's up go. by one Let's with three go. minutes left. Ravens right. up by one. Chiefs getting the ball left with three minutes left. Anyway, and then I'm going to go with a little bit with Burrow. Um, Burrow had three picks um, in three passes later in the game. And that was one I kind of was not watching um, totally. I was tuning in a little bit to it. There was um, on one that wasn't entirely his fault. He got like there hit was. as he threw. It got tipped. Um, yes, there was one that wasn't entirely his fault. But here's, here's what it comes down to. I, 
don't think as much as I say it, I don't actually think that these games prove me exactly right. Like it, these games are not, but they're people again, act like this was never going to happen. And it's like, you know, the, the benefit, the, the benefit of the doubt should go to me because I'm the one with a less hot take that the rookie quarterback is not going to be that good. Like that is the, like they're the ones Statistics. who have the hot take. Okay, so you the ball is in their court to prove hot take. that wrong. You know, you have a statistically less hot take, but in terms of like the general public. But it, I will say one take. legitimate criticism of me is like, oh, Lawrence is also throwing tons of picks, and you won't say as many bad things about him. They are right. I am pushing. <laughs> like you got me. Although I do want to say, Broncos, they look. Pretty much how I thought they would going through two games, a stifling defense and Bridgewater good enough to get it done. Cortland Sutton had 150 yards today. Um, you know, their their offense looked pretty good last week, too. Uh, this should be a playoff team. Um, and I think that's a good call. And I think all of us made. Um, yeah. I think it's time I reassess the AFC West a little bit. Oh, yeah. Go for it. The Raiders are a little better than I anticipated. I can't lie. Um, and someone put in our fantasy group chat today, it was um, Francis. He asked if he should start Kenyon Drake. And I said, I wouldn't start anyone on the Raiders offense. They play the Steelers today. Um, Der- I, should have start- I guess I should have started Derek Carr over Stafford. Derek Carr had a better game than Matt Stafford did today. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go totally 180 because I had the Raiders going like four and 17 or four and 13. I don't know if I'll go a total 180 and say that they'll make the playoffs, but they did be, they did just beat the Ravens given the Ravens are pretty beat up right now. Um, they did beat the Steelers. The Ravens are beating the chiefs right now. Yeah. And the Ravens yeah. are beating the chiefs. So maybe the Raiders are better than the chiefs, but the Raiders also play the chiefs. Well, right. They, they always have, um, they play Miami, who I would say is probably very similar to Pittsburgh. Miami, Chargers, Bears, Chargers, Broncos, like, this Eagles, schedule isn't, Giants. This schedule isn't that hard. It's no. really not. You you look at like they've beaten the Ravens, they beat the Steelers. You're telling me they can't beat the Chargers, they can't beat the Bears? They can go toe-to-toe with Denver? The Eagles? Like, they play the Bengals. Giants, and then, it, then there's a Chiefs game. <laughs> And then yeah. it's Bengals. Cowboys, I already had them split. I had them splitting their division. If they go, if they go three and three in their division, you sit and then you're like, okay, maybe they uh, they get a, they get the game against the Bengals, the Eagles. Um, they already got Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins. Yeah, and then, no, they're they they are they're, they're, def- they're good. definitely making a case. I <laughs> yeah, no, and it, they're they're a team. I. I made my prediction on them. And then I kind of warmed up to them even after I bet on them to beat uh, the Ravens last week. And then I bet on them to beat again, the Steelers this week. And they've rewarded me both times. Again, Carr is good. Carr is is a rough game. I've been, Carr is is, a very strong quarterback. He's, he's legit. All right. And Waller is legit. And Brian Edwards is legit. And Ruggs, I don't know Ruggs, if he'll ever Ruggs be. Had a long touchdown I don't know if Ruggs will ever be an elite wide receiver in the league, but can he be a guy to catch some deep shots and be a useful mm-hmm. deep threat? You know, he's won the game for them maybe two games in a row now. So the yeah. answer if, is I potentially think if Ruggs, yes. If Ruggs is your third or fourth option, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. The defense has been not as bad as it perhaps <laughs> looked on paper. I think that, and I've said mm-hmm. this for a while. Gruden is underrated as a head coach. And I feel like that offense, you know, on paper doesn't look as good as, as the results have been. And he's consistently put forward top half of the league offenses with bottom of the barrel wide receiver rooms outside of Waller, who's a tight end. Um, I think Gruden deserves some credit. He gets clowned a lot because of how high profile he is and how high profile the contract was. But I think Gruden deserves some credit, and he's someone that I've um, kind of admired for a while now with the offensive results they've gotten. Yeah, it's definitely the front office a little bit making bad draft picks that maybe gives everybody a bad reputation there. Um, but so far, so good Cleveland for them. Farrell still can't get over that pick. Makes no a tough sense. One. <laughs> that was a tough one. Arnett, tough one. <laughs> Arnett. Um, no, I just think, yeah, the Raiders are, are a team that I – I owe Raiders fans an apology. I said something nice about them today and someone called me on Twitter like, no, 
you can't backtrack. I know what you said about us earlier. I'm like, see, I, but my that, feelings that's, changed. See, that's two ways. No, that's two ways about it, right? Because then if you don't say anything about it, then you'll get the comments that'll be like, wow, so we're not going to talk about the Raiders. Okay, right? I get Exactly. It. So like, I have to talk about it and it's like either I stick to my guns and no matter what I see, I'm just like, nope, the Raiders are bad. Or I just talk about what I see as it's happening. Right. Anything else that we want to reassess any preseason? I want to talk about Is it the Panthers? People need to get <laughs> off my ass about Sam Darnold. Oh my God. People are like, when's the apology video? <laughs> when's the apology video, bro? So you believe in him now? This guy was bad for three straight years and he has one good game against a beat up Saints team missing like five defensive starters or something and crazy. Whose coaches and, and eight coaches coach. this week. <laughs> eight coaches. <laughs> and you you would you would think that this guy looked like Patrick Mahomes. Now, I do like how Sam Darnold looked. And if you want to if you want to talk about what's exciting me about the Panthers, it's less Sam Darnold, more the defensive line and the defense mm-hmm. in general. The Panthers defensive line is ridiculous. They've been for the last two games, and the Panthers have the entire defensive line locked up for next year as well. That's what has me excited about the Panthers. Um, So I I do want to give Darnold some credit. Like He played a very good game, uh, and I'm a big believer, and you can only play the people in front of you. And just because the Saints were injured doesn't mean that you can take away from Darnold having a good game. Um, But there's a lot more tape of this guy not being good still than him being good. If he, if he keeps us up for the next three, four, five games or whatever, then then I'll start to believe. But it, it, I want to wait to see it a little bit more. Yeah, Darnold's an interesting one. Um, Darnold was a guy, when I watched him, I, I watched one of his worst games, I think, against the Bills. And I'm like, statistically, it was awful. And I'm like, well, he didn't play that bad that game. And he was a guy that I believed in coming out of college. But then it's like, you look at this, the, the numbers and it's like, it's just is just, is there is nothing to take up. There's no positives, no. you know, as much as, you know, that run versus like the Broncos that he had and that throw versus the 49ers that he had. And like, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, oh yeah. Real yeah. flash. No, no, he's got like, he's as got much those- as, as much as on like, like I try to be more of a tape guy than a film guy now or a tape guy like nowadays and like believe what mm-hmm. I see. Um, but there's still a part of me that is like, like, wow, nothing but bad results for three years. Like at some point you've got to be like, you know, so I mm-hmm. think the jury is still out on him. Although I am, you know, again, yes, you I look think, at the, I think he's you look doing at the, what we were hoping he would do so far. It's, it's looking it's like games. a best case scenario so far, but again, so two far. game sample size, fumble chiefs, Ravens pop on it. How they, Yo, they hop on it, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. I, I have That's one tough. game. I need one game. That's tough. <laughs> the other things about that, I mean, if, if I can talk about the Panthers-Saints game real quick. Yeah. Um, what scares me about this team is still the offensive line. Our run game is rough. McCaffrey, 24 carries, 72 yards. Stuff just isn't open there. Um, they cheaped out with the offensive line or they don't have as much talent as I said. Now I'll keep saying it every week that it's a problem. Their offensive line's bad. It's killing me. Uh, Darnold is doing a pretty decent job with the pressure. I feel like, and that was definitely something I was worried about with him. Um, But when we play a healthier team, when we play Tampa Bay, that's going to be, that's going to be the real test. Yeah. Overall. Can I say something about, Edwards, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is one of the worst starting running backs in the league. Can I say that? He just is the one who fumbled this game away for Kansas City. That guy, as a first round pick, was such that was such a bad pick for Kansas City when they need a number two receiver that isn't Tyree Kill, when they could use a linebacker, a corner, anything. Running backs in the first round, I mean, is a bad idea Wait, anyway. So and then you get a guy that. that's he's a slow. Oh, I just saw that. He's that slow. He's small. Fumble. He's just not that guy. He's not a dynamic threat. Most running backs, I think, are better than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I want to say that uh, watching that fumble, then that's not an overreaction. I don't think, I think that's a long time coming after the results last year and what he's showed so far this year. He's not beating anyone to the edge. He's not Fair a enough. good, he's not useful in short yarded situations because he's so small. I don't like him. 
I anyway. like that take, Theo. <laughs> That's enough. a good take. I think I what's like so confusing that about that is that Chiefs, the Chiefs, when they won their first Super Bowl, they did it with like a really, uh, a really uh, not uh, inexpensive, a really yeah. cheap running back, right? And you're like, oh, that's what you do. That's I, and you see those graphs or those charts of like, here's how much the Super they Bowl winning team very analytically forward. Yeah, they and you're seemed. like, oh yeah, they'll they'll stay with it, and then they draft the running back in the first round. And then the um, year after, this year they drafted Nick Bolton with their first pick, who's like a run stuffing linebacker, which is like the second worst thing that you can draft. Like, here's, it's gonna, here's, if they here's don't the win thing. the ring this year, you, you know, I don't want to overreact to anything, but it's like these are the years when Mahomes is not making like they're going all in on these all these free agents and trading for Brown, and they're doing this because cap, like Mahomes' cap hit is like seven million dollars. Like this is when you make hay, and it's like, man, if you're gonna like if you're gonna waste those picks on Alaire and you, you, against the run tonight, uh, Bolton didn't do anything because the Ravens ran all over him. It's like they got to be careful, you know. Otherwise, Here, you're gonna here's, end up, here's my end up thing. like the Packers with, with teams like this at the beginning. I, I agree with you guys. The Chiefs aren't doing a whole you know a very good job drafting right now, but I, I think what happens a lot of times with teams like this. And I was worried the Bills were going to do something very similar. Is you look at your roster, you're like, "Wow, we have, <clears throat> wow, we have the best quarterback on the planet. We have one of the three best receivers on the planet, probably. We have one of the two or three best tight ends on the planet." And you look at the roster, you're like, "Wow, there's just not a lot of holes here." And a lot of times, teams just draft like a running back or a linebacker just for the sake of like, this is a guy we think is cool. Um, but they don't actually draft a need because they don't know what needs they have. Yes. Anyway, that's just that was just Maybe a I'm... tangent because of what just happened. Anyway, yeah. Back no, to the Panthers. <laughs> yes, to- their offensive tangent. line is a is a weakness. Uh, look, stuff I've already said. Offensive yeah. line rough. Defense. Brian Burns, all pro all monster. Look. All pro defensive oh player God. of the year he's so candidate. Good. Yeah, he's he really ridiculous. Is. He is he ridiculous. Is so he was my sleeper um, deep boy player. He is that and guy. And that's a great pick. That's a great yeah. pick. And they got the first down. They just, they just looked great across the board today. Yes. Um, Ravens went for it on fourth and one to close out the game. And that and was Lamar the right got call. What, I, that I is the defining win of you know. Lamar's career so far. That is the number one biggest win that he has had, even bigger than the playoff game. That monkey mm-hmm. off his back last year because that was a big one to go roll it. That's awesome to get Kansas City and outscore them in a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. You know he had that that jump pass that he threw to Hollywood that was a sick highlight. He juked out like half their team on a run up the middle to put him in field goal range. He started off the game so bad and then he came back from behind, which was another narrative Against, that he can't yeah, that he can't yeah. do that. He came back and did all of those things. This is the biggest win of Lamar's career, even bigger than the playoff one. And it's one. so sweet because the narratives about Lamar, they'll never go away. Every time he squashes one, a new one will pop up uh, mm-hmm. just because that's the type of, you know, people hate mobile quarterbacks. But, oh, you can use black, <laughs> black quarterbacks. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's what it is typically, yeah. yeah. Um, but to see him, when, oh, you can't win running, 16 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns, it's awesome. And just keep in mind that even when Lamar Jackson is not the one rushing the ball, he's often still the one making the run game for the Ravens so good because he's a threat to run the ball any play. Yes. This is so bittersweet because I love Lamar. I love Lamar <laughs> in college. I, I've always, I've been a Lamar fan forever, right? Um, but I also needed... <laughs> I so, needed the Chiefs to win to finish out a six and zero lock set. You picked too many. You picked too, too many. many. You this was this was the, the one. Sun. This Icarus. was the, outside of the Browns and Bucks. This was the third one I was wings. most confident in. You're no. they're melting. Well, first off, you shouldn't have been that confident. You overestimated how bad the Ravens were. I I, I feel like I would have told you that. When you and made I think pick. this bodes well for the Raiders, which we talked about earlier. I mean, the, yeah. they beat this. The Raiders beat yeah, the, the Raiders, Ravens. and they beat the Chiefs last year. They're good on offense. They're, they're going to be a tough out for any team. But anyway, and the the late games, they haven't missed. The primetime games so far, we've gotten Cowboys. No, we've gotten Giants. We've gotten this one. Uh, I guess the Rams 
Bears one was kind of a stinker last week, but uh, <laughs> but it was still it was still good because like we got to see Stafford. We got to see Stafford. Yeah, that was and exciting. That was that was fun. But I know Bears fans were just like, <laughs> oh, one uh, like more head, thing I could talk about from this week is Wentz looked good. Carson Wentz two games in a row has looked like a better Carson Wentz I than he, he was hurt. last he, year. He did he get hurt, good? and that is a problem that has obviously plagued Wentz and something Your that it doesn't Pittman matter, matter how good he looked. Um, who did? Pittman. Pittman did ball out on my bench in fantasy. But anyway, but Pittman balled out. Wentz looked solid. Again, his, does he look like an MVP candidate? No. The Colts are 0-2, which is bad. Uh, but uh, Wentz has actually, so I guess that's good. And I thought it was hilarious. Jacob Easton comes in trying to win the game, cold as can be. Uh, no passing attempts. He gets out there and he throws immediately at Jalen Ramsey, like deep down the field. <laughs> and he throws a pick to lose the Colts the game. I was like, oh, he's I respect him. Much, much like Bladen flew a little bit too close to the sun, testing Jalen <laughs> like that on his I first was, NFL pass attempt. I was attempt, so close. I was so close. Got Tommy Shelby over here. Five so and one. Close. Five and one. Bro. I almost had everything. <laughs> yes. It's, it's well, very but, respectable. It's very respectable to go five and one. Except but honestly, it doesn't like, count. You were living on borrowed time with your picks. Game. You got away with one with the Washington pick. That was risky. You got away with one with the Cardinals game. That was risky. And then this one was risky too. And finally, well, we all got to look ourselves in the mirror because none of us got any points this week. Actually, I here's the, the thing, though. The only, the the only game that the... I missed was the one that I picked because I wanted to have the backup plan of the Panthers. Lost, yes, so. but you also legitimately thought that the Saints uh, would win. No, I believed in them <laughs> yes, the whole you time. Did. Actually. Yes, roll you the clip. Did. Roll Shut the clip. Roll, roll the, the clip. No, <laughs> it's, uh, no, you're making things up. It's cool though. <laughs> End of the day, my team's two and zero, and it's because of me. Okay, all right. Anyway, at the end of the, so, I think what we got to do is we just got to pick games. less teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the locks of the week, going for four, going for six, even going for three. Um, no, no. I mean, the real scary part about this was I'm sitting here. The Seahawks are winning. The Cardinals look like they're going to win. And I'm like, are both these guys going to have six points and I'm going to have zero because the Saints had already <laughs> lost? And then I know what the comments are going to be. I know what it's going to be said on the podcast. So I'm sweating bullets. I'm really happy that today has turned out the way that it did overall. Yeah, you're you're looking good. Um, but yes, so looking good with zero points. Anything? Yeah, <laughs> you're all coming down with me. None of us are going to look smart. Um, None of us but are look yes, smart. before we hop into college football, because I know Matt, you wanted to talk about that. Um, I just would like to say I'm not apologizing to Mac Jones yet. I'm okay. not. I'm not doing that yet. He Why? looks the best of any of the rookie quarterbacks. He does. He does. I, can, I, he does. I agree. Like, he does but easily. It, I. I same thing with your deal with Sam Darnold. I'm going to give it like five, six weeks. If he consistently, yeah, if he consistently looks good, then I, I'm, yeah, I'll make my apology video. Whatever. Difference uh, with I, Mac I have Jones said that he me. looks good. I said he looked good week one. He was my number one performing rookie week one, which I thought. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, Slater and Sewell." Yes, but I thought Mac, I thought Mac Jones looked. Slater and Sewell had objectively better games as a tackle than Jones did as a QB. Um, no doubt. <laughs> I think you just forgot about the tackles. I think you just forgot about the linemen. That's my. I, I didn't. I hadn't. I hadn't opened the uh, the Google Drive it's easy folder to yet. Happens. <laughs> yes, I've done it too. There's no shame in it. I just. I just. It, it happens. I, I didn't forget about Slater. I, I. I did forget about Sewell though, mostly because I. I remember. I remember him getting long armed by Russo, and I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> Anyway, I would say here's my thing with Mac Jones. Mac Jones mm-hmm. has looked the best of any rookie quarterback by a lot because Lawrence has not showed anything positive. Well, I wouldn't say he's not shown anything positive because he had some really nice throws week one. I haven't checked out his week two game yet. And Wilson has obviously had just had a disaster game in fields. Came in for a little bit today. I hadn't checked him out, but it didn't look too positive. Jones has at least looked like a net positive. You know, he's looked like. Yeah. But here's the he thing. Was, I don't think Jones, offense. he looks comfortable. But I don't think Jones has proven anything wrong yet because you look at his passing chart, especially today, everything's so short. Everything is very, very like close to the line of scrimmage. He's not stretching the field. And this was my whole thing with Jones is I liked Jones tape. I really did. And when I first watched him, 
I said the 49ers should trade up for him, I think was my like way back take. Uh, like you could find one of my 49ers rebuild video a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, eventually he's going to have to show a little bit more than that. Like for a rookie, it's very promising, like to not look bad right away. But it's like, has Jones, Jones hasn't exactly looked like anything beyond something Dalton or Bridgewater could do. And that's why I didn't think Jones was worth a high pick because I kind of thought he was Dalton or Bridgewater. And that is, the th- it's like eventually, like right now, for now it's okay. But eventually he's going to have to be. Yeah, it, it's not that. I 100% agree. I, I, it's not even that he hasn't thrown the ball down. It's that he hasn't done it a lot. Right, because in in week one he had um, a really nice downfield pass on. I, I think thought he was I better week was one to, than week two, even though the, yeah, he no, lost for week sure. One. He had he had a nice downfield. I think it was to Myers, and it ended up being dropped. And then he had one in the end zone. I think he had a, really the nice. wheel route to White. Um, yeah, the wheel route. Those were yeah, all intermediate. Those weren't like bombs either. Yeah, those were kind true. of more but intermediate. Like, but still, and, and but still, they had, were nice he, to see. They were very nice to see. He had a really nice, like over over the middle. Uh, it was like line drive, just like on a rope. Um, and I can't remember who he was throwing to, but it was like a nice contested throw um, right in between. It was like right underneath the safety. I think it was like a deep dig route. Um, but it, he, again, like he's had some really nice moments, but you know, at, at some point he will have to show an ability to just go out and outperform like a really good team. He's, he's Right he's now had. he's playing good for a rookie in his second game. Yeah. But obviously you can't be that forever in the NFL. At some point you have to get better than that. Right now, the bar for being the best rookie quarterback is legitimately playing (laughs) and not throwing. Don't be the worst in the league. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Don't throw four interceptions. He had what his, his numbers, 30 passes for 186 yards. That's whatever. No that's not No, no scores. And he got sacked three mid times. Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of mid numbers. Now I'm not. Again, I, I do think he looks like the best I, I, of the rookie quarterbacks through two games, uh, or at least he's put up he's put up the best performances. I feel like some other guys you see the arm talent, you're like maybe I'd rather have that with the mistakes. But um, I kind of I kind of feel like Mac Jones is doing a little bit of what we expected. Right, but it's probably a little bit higher end than honestly. If there, if you so put all the quarterbacks in the draft and mm-hmm. you had to draft them all again after seeing a little taste of them in the NFL, I'm still taking you know Lawrence over him pretty comfortably and and Lance and Fields maybe not. I, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, like he's been the best. I still have more hope for the ceilings of the other guys more than Jones. Considering that's we also haven't seen it. a lot, not of to Lance, say that you should be like seen... disappointed in Jones. I'm just saying that's my take. Yeah, we also haven't seen a lot of Lancer Fields. So yes, I, I would look at it as um, if, in that same sense, if the Patriots could redo the fifteenth pick after what they've seen, they definitely still take Jones. Right, they would still this take is, Jones, but I wouldn't take him over the other guys. Still, yes, yeah, but Jones, Jones is looking more than that. You yet. know, he probably is could be worth the fifteenth pick. You know, quarterbacks, like I said, most of them end up being bad. Mm-hmm. If you can look like an average starter, it's a win. And he looks like a, a good round average starter right now, I would say. Yeah. Like, he looks fine. And that's good fine. to look fine right away because a lot of rookie quarterbacks never get to fine. Oh, yeah. All right, Matt, you wanted to talk about college football. I did. What's now, on I'll try to. I do have more to say than just about Cincinnati or Ohio State. But I can't talk about those. <laughs> the two only thing teams. I have to say is that uh, Alabama is the only real team. So they just squeaked Florida by two points. Georgia's good. Like they're Oregon beatable. I'm sure Georgia's isn't. good. Yeah, I don't know. Alabama's beatable. They are beatable. I still I mean, think they're, yeah, the best. they're beatable. They are I think the they're in a class of their own. Yes, but I think they're beatable. I mean, sure, anyone's um, beatable, but. I'm really interested to see what happens with the playoffs this year because every other all or a lot of these other big time playoff regulars are looking very beatable too. Yes, they're looking. Ohio like, State looks very mid. Yeah, <laughs> like, Ohio State, uh, Ohio State, their defense. I think their defense will get better. Um, their corners should improve and whatnot, uh, but. As long as C.J. Stroud is a quarterback and he's playing like that, uh, like he did on Saturday, Mm -hmm. they're in trouble. Yeah. And it really feels like after the Tulsa game and you just just had a tough game with Tulsa 
that doesn't feel right. It feels like it's it's a the clock is ticking until Quinn Ewers steps in. It, it does. I know that seems ridiculous for a true freshman, but uh, no, Stroud I agree just with you. Have it. Like again, it's it's Ohio State's been so elite for a long time. I mean, there's a clear downstep there. And Oklahoma, um, you know, they only had oh, like yeah. seven points at halftime against Nebraska. Although I do want to say that pick that they had, I can't remember who picked it. That is, is that the of, best yeah. interception you've ever seen oh, yeah. in your life? Because oh, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Well, there's wasn't one, there... Um, there's one, oh, Grimes, I think, had one for there, the Dolphins. There, oh, one best Brad Grimes seen. for the Dolphins. No, but I, I, remember, I think it was Oklahoma State. Was it that had the interception that caught it out of bounds and threw it back in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That's the best interception ever, I think. That one was cool and like, but this one was better. <laughs> like, I, I guess, this one, I, okay. I think. This one took more talent. That was more of like a heads up play. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, you know, how, however you want to look at it, you know, if you want to say that this was like the most talented interception ever, sure. But best interception. No. There's yeah, Woodson. Charles Woodson also had a nuts one at some point. But there's been that, that Woods, one was Charles sick, Woodson has a lot of nice interceptions. I just want to address how absolutely mind blowing of a defensive play that was. But again, Despite Oklahoma that, looks Oklahoma beatable. looks yeah. they're due. Very very um, beautiful. Notre Dame. They're not, they're ranked twelfth right now. Not <laughs> so maybe not them as much. But they were in the playoffs last year, and they're due. And Clemson played a close game with Georgia Tech. And the question is. Does Clemson play a team good enough to actually compete with them? Because every time I see one of these schools play a close game with an unranked team that's not even that good for an unranked team, I go and check their schedule to see when's the next time that they play even just a really good unranked team or any sort of other ranked team that has a good chance of upsetting them. But Clemson plays in the ACC, so it doesn't ever happen. Yes. The ACC is so far and away. And my, if you were to take Clemson out of it, it would wouldn't be a power five conference at all. They have no other competition. And it's so frustrating because if Clemson wins out against a bunch of, again, not really strong teams in the ACC and they win the ACC championship, they will probably get in. They will. After losing their, basically what might be their only ranked opponent of the season in Georgia. Their quarterback, whose name we can't pronounce, G.J. (laughs) (laughs) has looked, he was my Heisman pick. You know, he looked so promising in his games that he was in last year. And he's like 250 pounds with a cannon arm and he can run. And then he comes out and he just, you know, he doesn't look, I went, he doesn't look draftable. You know, he doesn't look (laughs) like a player that is a, a gear above everyone else like he was supposed to. And I, I do like seeing Dabo Sweeney fail. I can't deny it. Uh, but this is why a 12-team playoff would be cool because you get all these, you'd have a lot of good games in there, I think, this year. I know there's not a 12-team playoff this year, but this year it would be cool to it see. It would be interesting this year, for I sure. This year, the, a 12 or a, like, what was Florida? An 11, 11th uh, ranked yeah. um, team. They, I mean, they could make a deep run, couldn't they? in mm-hmm. the playoffs if if things went a little bit differently for me them. And my, like, me and my friend were talking about what possibilities would have to happen because you look at a lot of the other contenders. You got Iowa ranked, unless I'm looking at old rankings. They were ranked got, fifth, I believe, before yeah, you this. You got Iowa ranked. Let me pull them up. Five. They might be fourth. You got oh. Penn State at six. You got Oregon at three right now. You got you know A&M at seven. What scenarios are there where the SEC gets three teams in? Is it totally impossible? No, Ole I know. Miss, I mean, Ole Miss is looking baller right now. Your boy Matt, Matt Corral, Corral no. is is on Heisman watch right now. Um, he, he should. And then be. there's it would probably he be broke like my chart last year. <laughs> right then there it's them, and then there's I think Alabama and Georgia would have to choke to not get in. Um, and then would there be a third team that sneaks in over what Oregon, Penn State, if, like it's a long, it's an incredible long shot. I'm not at all predicting it. But if you had some sort of weirdo like A&M beats Alabama, wins the West, Alabama's one loss to A&M, but then they've, they went undefeated for the rest of the season, and then A&M like loses in the championship game to Georgia, that makes it – what teams do you pick out of that? Um, but I, I'm just spitballing. I think the – hopefully we'll get some new teams. Hopefully like Iowa or – I know Oregon was in it a while ago, but they haven't been yeah, in it. It would a long feel time. new. Yeah. Right. I you do know, have it, to. It's, I, it's interesting. I'd hate to bring it back to Ohio State, but someone tagged me in a video. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, why is Ohio State's defense so bad? And this dude's just like at the Ohio State game. And mm-hmm. I looked at their depth chart, and I was just curious. They are starting a true freshman at corner and three redshirt sophomores along with a true sophomore. So basically, yeah, they're very, they're basically very the equivalent right of like four freshmen are starting. It's a turnover year for them. And usually how it has defense. worked in the past in college football is this happens when teams are good and then all their talent leaves. This is usually how it goes. But with Bama's recent dominance and Clemson's recent dominance, people tend to expect that to not happen. But, but usually in the past, that is how it, that's why this is like the first time we've seen like dynasties like this all every year, year in and year out. Usually there's like some down years for these programs because there's so much talent turnover. And, you know, that's has not really been the norm recently. Um, but Ohio State's kind of falling victim to it. Um, and if it was years ago, people would probably just brush it off. But now it's like, well, what's going on? We expect them to be top four every single year. I do want to, I do want to bring up, um, Cincinnati. I'm sorry. I have to. <laughs> it's just, I watched the whole I'll game. talk about Arizona State then. I, I feel very, <laughs> I actually, we have something in common because was... we, you tweeted this out. Goddamn false starts. <laughs> oh my God. We had, I think we had five false starts and three offsides in the first half. I have never seen anything like it. Every single, for the first part of the game, every single time we'd get the ball first play false start first and 15 behind on downs three and out yes and we didn't score until like three minutes left in the uh, first half and you know we eventually ended up figuring it out um and Ritter turned it around and looked really good but um let me tell you the Cincinnati defense Gardner the corner that might be I haven't looked at any of the other cornerbacks but if you told me right now that that was the best cornerback in the draft class I'd 100% believe it uh, that dude, that dude's range is insane. He is ridiculous. And he's so, it looks like he had a really great pass breakup and it just looks like he's not trying. It's one of those, it just looks so easy for him. Uh, and you never hear his name called. You know, ne- you forget that he's on the team um, when you're watching him. Cause he just, they never, ever throw to him. That's, the, that's how I feel about number zero on ASU. His name's Jack Jones. And he had a sick pick to close out the first half. And he has come crashing down on some run plays and blown him up in the backfield. And outside of those, it's like you never hear his name called except when he's doing something good and you kind of forget he's on the team. So shout out him and shout out your guy. What's his name? Gardner. Gardner. He's sick, dude. He's 6'3". It's really um, sweet. I, yeah. I, I follow I'll him on check TikTok. Him out. I follow him on TikTok. But here's, yeah. And this is why we go back. And this is why I do prefer the NFL to the to college, even though I do love the pageantry and the atmosphere of college. And I do think that that's a legit, you know, mm-hmm. bragging spot they have over the NFL. But I watch ASU commit six, have a six play drive that goes nine yards with four false starts. It's when like <laughs> you need points on the board and they commit four false starts in six plays. And this, it's like, and this is, this is the, what are you, what are these kids do? like? Just no, the snap count. It's usually either on like one or two. I'm sure. Like after the first one, it's the fourth quarter. But I think that even even that I think is kind of cool. Like I really think for uh, Cincinnati, here's something that really may have changed the game for us. So Bloomington, super loud. We're super undisciplined. We're making really dumb mistakes. I think the <laughs> crowd plays a really big part in that. And knowing as a fan that since they're you know less pro players, you can make a bigger difference. That's cool. But what ends up happening is that it was 100 degrees in Bloomington and the stadium ran out of water <laughs> and people left and the stadium quieted down. And then we started and then we came back. OK, I can, I, I can I maybe thought, see that. And I just thought that um, I mean, it did run out of water. We saw people leave the stands. I don't know if that's necessarily what fixed everything for us. It was a lot more than that. But we did stop getting false starts. So I thought that was a. Uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that is. That is I can see that potentially being a thing. It, it's quieter. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, no. Well, the, yeah. the other thing that also was getting us a lot is Indiana. They'll like shift really quickly their entire defensive line um, to try to get you to jump. And I think it worked a lot on us. More realistically, it was probably just the guys getting used to that. Yeah. But I like to think that the water running out <laughs> mattered more. I'm than sure that I'm did. sure that played a little bit of a role. 
you know, I think it's and, pretty, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, wh- yeah. Wh- one more one more point before we get out, and the, you know, I think it's kind of uh, an interesting point. You know, you brought up these are less pro players. That might be another thing that you could make a case that college football has on the NFL is it kind of humanizes a lot of these athletes. I think sometimes we put these players on pedestals. Like Patrick Mahomes can do no wrong, but uh, Desmond Ritter can do wrong. You know, I don't know. I just <laughs> think it's. I think it's. Uh, and Desmond Ritter's just an example. I'm not. <laughs> I think you know. I, I enjoy high school games a lot when I was in high school for my high school. Um, even though the level of competition wasn't as good as the NFL, because right. it was my high school and it's fun to cheer for them. So I don't right. think level of competition necessarily makes. Uh, necessarily makes, you know, everything. I'm not even saying level of competition. It's just like these, especially like, okay, in high school, you like watching your high school mm-hmm. because you can relate to these people, mm-hmm. right? You're like, wow, those are, those are my people out there playing. Mm-hmm. Same thing in college. You see these, you see these guys walking around campus and then you get to see them go out, out go out on the field. It's like, wow, those are my guys. Yeah. Right, so I think that's kind of the the big thing for college, you know, along, along with the pageantry. It's also like, just it's these, it's these more. Are my I think the brand of football is a little bit more crazy. I think it's more fun, and you can tell me that you just like the the like better uh, the more better competition, higher level of competition, and I can respect that too. I mean, I I don't disagree with that premise, but I think for basketball, you look at that the most exciting basketball event isn't the NBA finals probably it's March madness because yeah. it's just, it's crazier. And I, I, I root for the craziness. <laughs> Chaos is fun. And something I find myself rooting for more and more these days is just whatever the craziest thing uh, I could possibly I'm the, yeah. happen. Exactly. Is. I'm the Anytime a team's backed up to their own one, I want a safety that goes to overtime. <laughs> I want a tie. But, okay. A tie is a tie is oh, yeah. a Theo, game winning, a game winning thing. You wanted a tie today. I did want a tie because in the last episode, I was like, if that your lock awesome, ends in dude. a tie, you don't win. And then my lock almost <laughs> that ended been and it so was at risk sick. of <laughs> if ending in a tie. That would have been, it should be, it should just be a null. I think that'd be more fun. I think a game winning score is more chaotic than a tie though. So yes, I think when you're rooting for chaos, a tie is, is just kind of mundane. You're probably right. Um, but <laughs> I digress. We got to wrap it up. Um, yes, we'll that, be back that, on Thursday talking about, you know, week three, looking forward to it and whatever else is going on. Maybe something will happen in the world of basketball because right now there's nothing. Uh, we were no. trying to brainstorm literally even one thing to talk about and we couldn't. And uh, we will see. <laughs> That's why we, we brought up maybe talking about 2K. It's like yeah, just yeah, yeah. any ounce of any ounce of basketball. So a lot but, like the like last I, 2K. <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> but... Until next time, from the Stay Hot podcast featuring Corn Boy, Nut Boy, Don't Lemon say Boy. It. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, that was that was a good video. I'm proud of you for that. It one. wasn't a good video, but you know it worked. And I played into it, and I know that that was you deleted my Nut Boy comment. I know you did. Let's address this. Theo, Theo commented. Did you did you delete my Nut Boy lemon. comment? Be honest. I could have deleted the entire Nut Boy video. Um, so if I was so really that's a yes, to, you deleted my. <laughs> so if I wanted to delete the thing, I just would have done that. So Look, no, I'll, I'll if you don't want to be nut boy, boy you don't got to be nut boy, right? Because there is some truth. Someone commented and said, Matthew likes corn, Bladen likes lemon. It doesn't fit the theme, and I'll give him that. Well, yeah, However, you forced it. You literally ham handed. Like I, it wasn't even like a famous take. Like I don't even think anyone responded to it. But like maybe that, one person did. The only thing is like. The more we talk about it, the worse it's going to get. Exactly. And that's why exactly. I thought about, I thought it was funny to say, this is the weakest move I've seen from a superstar since Durant. I thought that mm-hmm. was funny to say to you. And I, you said, nut boy rolls off the tongue. And I thought the phrasing that was a little bit <laughs> sketchy. Was, so I did want to make, I thought it was going to, I, I thought it would be, I could I, make a funny video. And I was like, do I want to give fan the flames of nut boy by making this video? You and then I'm like, yeah, I do. And it got what? Like, 200 something thousand views. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't really care all that much. I almost, is- I actually I almost took it down myself because I didn't think, I didn't think my version of the video was that funny. I didn't like it. And I wasn't going to make it. And then Bladen was like, you got to make it. 
But, well, I saved it by being funny for you in the next one. Well, what, what's oh, okay. funnier is that okay. now there's That's, like there's I like carry, seventy and that pushes you being a jerk like that pushes again. you more towards not boy. In my I book. know, I know. It's, <laughs> well, it's the funniest part is that there's now seventy thousand people that have probably seen Theo's video with no context. Yeah, That's what I don't. We already talked about this, but that's why I don't. I don't understand how that works. It's what do those people I, think of this video? I don't know. It's just my natural <laughs> charisma gives them all they need to see. Anyway, but, this has been another episode of Stay Hot. Catch uh, <laughs> you on the cor- flippity flop, <laughs> Theo. That's my that's my bit from Corn Boy, Nut Boy, and Lemon Boy. I'll catch you on we'll the flippity flop. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.